Renegade Broadcasting, hard-hitting talk radio. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you September 5th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. As always, check out RenegadeTribune.com. Pick up some products over at HeathenHerbs.com. And a couple other little announcements here up front. I want to mention that I am getting back into creating some new paintings that I will put up at KylePaintings.com. And it'd be great if you can uh, purchase some of those. There are still a few up there. They're not my greatest works. They're just kind of the leftovers. But I do have some ones that I'm working on that I'll get up there. And if you want one commissioned, get in touch and we'll work out a price, a size, and all the rest. And I'll create a great painting for you. Also, uh, if you haven't watched Hellstorm in a while, you should watch it. And if you've never watched you definitely need to go watch that right now. It's available for free at hellstormdocumentary.com. There are a couple different dubbed versions, and there is also uh, an option to buy the DVD right now, which has some of the subtitles on it. It's just the English DVD that we have right now. There is a German copy, copy that you could get floating around, or rather copies. It's mainly available in Germany, of course, but pretty cool to see that this documentary has just reached so many people all around the world. But yeah, if you want to buy it, there are some links up at hellstormdocumentary.com. And as I said, it's free. Share it around. Let people know what the Judeo-Bolsheviks did in the 20th century and what they want to do to us now as well. Let's take a look at how the War of Words is ramping up right now. Of course, it's not just words that they're using to wage war against us, but that's one of the primary weapons right now is the uh, demonization of white people, especially white people who don't hate themselves, and especially white people who criticize Jews. I covered this story on Renegade Tribune, and I had to provide a little editor's note that all of the people that we're talking about in this article are actually Jews. So the title is DHS, White Americans Support the Taliban and Are Poised to Carry Out Terror Attacks at Any Moment. This is from Information Liberation. Homeland Security Head Alejandro Mayorkas, who's a Jew, together with his underling John Cohen, 
who's a Jew? And the propagandists at the Anti-Defamation League, do I need to mention they're Jews, went to CNN on Wednesday to drop a new blood libel smearing white Americans as domestic violent extremists in line with the Taliban, who are poised to start committing terrorist attacks at any moment. So the what they did here was they used some of their controlled opposition mouthpiece mouthpieces who have just been praising the Taliban, you know, like the Delhi Stormer, and and the rest. Oh, look at these chads! They're putting the putting the women, oh, excuse me, femoids in their place. Taliban is so based. We got to be like the American Taliban. White Sharia now. White Sharia now. So they used this kind of rhetoric that's being spewed by the control opposition and they pointed to it and see 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 the, the white extremists they're terrorists the white extremists want to want to kill democracy and they're going to hunt down jews and oy vey it's the white nazis it's the nazis but if you actually look into it you find out that a lot of the neo-nazis out there that they've propped up are legitimately federal agents such as the the guy who was uh, a plant in the Atomwaffen division, who ran the Atomwaffen division, and he was this order of nine angles Satanist pedo guy. And this is just par for the course, though. Remember the base? That guy was another Fed. You could just point to Fed after Fed. Going back to the days of uh, Fraser Glenn Miller, he was known to be a Fed in the 80s, and then they finally had had his gig kind of end when he supposedly shut up that Jewish center, but oops, only killed white people instead. Remember? Remember Fraser Glenn Miller? <laughs> what an absolute S show that this whole thing has been. And you wonder, you wonder why, uh, oh, Renegade's so paranoid, they think everybody's agents. Well, well, a lot of people out there, a lot of people who are acting as spokespeople for the white race are indeed agents. <laughs> Proof Prove me wrong, guys. I mean, it's come out so many different times. And uh, everybody, pretty much, who was involved in orchestrating the uh, Unite the Right at Charlottesville has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt at this point to be either completely compromised or just part of that Zog system. We were telling you guys this the whole time. And in particular, all these guys had connections to uh, Alexander Dugan and the National Bolsheviks as well. And that has all really uh, come out even more so since we, we stated it all back then. It's become ever more apparent that, yes, Renegade was right. I don't like being right about this stuff, guys. It'd be great if there were people we could work with, but when they're out there shouting, White Sharia now, and then celebrating as, uh, as Alex Fields drives his car into a, a crowd of people, Yeah, American Taliban! <laughs> I mean, it was a complete staged operation. These people were all acting like it's real. Yes, good job. Fields for hero. Yeah, Dylan Stormroof. Yeah. White terrorism. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder who could be behind these people. Yes, bull cut guy. Yeah, shoot up the church, Dylan Stormroof. Yes. Yes, based bull cut. Oh, man. You know who's my real hero? Yeah, the guy who killed the anti-Zionists over there uh, uh, in Norway. Yeah. He's just so based. <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. And how, the amount of people that were praising people like Anders Breivik, 
the, the amount of people who think that Dylan Stormroof is a legit dude who just really, really cared about the plight of the, you know, uh, the white people. He was the last Rhodesian, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. And none of these people look deeply into these events at all. And all of the different red flags that fly up and say, hey, false flag, false flag, you know, or rather not even a false flag, a complete psychological operation. And we've been calling this out from from the get go, and I think it was actually it was actually the bull cut shooter, Mr. Dylan Stormroof, that caused uh, the first fracture between us and TRS, because these guys actually did a a wild card show on the network before they were very big, and they were just pretending like this thing was completely real, and I'm just trying to get through to them, guys, guys, come on, you got to look at this. No, 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 this was absolutely real. Yep, we need to believe the Jewish media and the Zog government about everything. Yeah, that's the ticket. Okay, so let's take a look at what uh, what Biden's been doing to further the war of wars as he promises the Jewish leaders that he's going to be waging war forever on anti-Semites. So he met with, virtually of course, you know, you gotta be safe. He met with a uh, thousand plus Jewish leaders and this was to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, which I guess has just recently started. And the high holidays will end with Yom Kippur. So, of course, he's got to do everything possible to ingratiate himself to the goblins. And this uh, this involves meeting with a thousand Jewish leaders. You don't see him meeting with a thousand Christian leaders. You don't see him meeting with a thousand Buddhist leaders. You don't see him meeting with a thousand Muslim leaders. I mean, these these groups actually are, are you know fairly fairly significant, especially the Christians in the country, but no, 2% of the population, which is a BS number to begin with, they always use it, but 2% of the population deserves 6 million percent of our attention, all the time, all the time, unless you're criticizing them, then what are you talking about? As Paul Joseph Watson said, I, I just don't see it, I don't see the Jews all over, I don't see the Jews controlling the media. <laughs> all right, so he had some pretty interesting quotes from this meeting. He said, if we walk away from never again, it's going to happen again. Guys, there's going to be another Shoah. He's saying, if we unless we continue to have the mindset of never again, oh, we're never going to tolerate those filthy anti-Semites. Zero tolerance for anti-Semitism. Unless, unless we keep that in our minds, it, we're going to have another Shoah, guys. Absolutely. He, had, he said something very interesting uh, about what he would do for his children's 16th birthday. I guess this would include Hunter. Is this why Hunter is such a, uh, a screwed-up degenerate who's always smoking crack and having uh, hookers uh, do things with their feet to him, getting his laptop stolen? I, I don't know, but I guess this guy's been through some trauma. I, I would imagine Hunter Biden's been through some trauma growing up uh, with Joe Biden as his pappy. All right, so he said, Since I became an elected official... On the 16th birthday of each of my children, I put them on a plane and take them to Europe. Wow, that's cool, right? You get to get a trip to Europe for your 16th birthday? That's, that's pretty awesome. But wait, there's more. And the first stop I've taken them to was to go into one of the concentration camps because I wanted them to see how this can happen again. Guys, it's, oh, it's going to be another show. <laughs> So he promised that it's not going to happen again. And he talked about how he has the Jewish Attorney General Merrick Garland <clears throat> working to combat this extremism. And Merrick Garland is hiring more staff to go after the uh, hate criminals. He said, 
All anti-Semitic attacks aren't just a strike against the Jewish community. They're a strike against the soul of our nation. Because Jews are the soul of our nation, guys. Judeo-Christian country right here. And the values which we stand for, no matter its source or stated rationale. You attack the Jews, you attack all of America. You attack the soul of this country, Goyim. So, he talked about, you know, how he's leading America's first ever comprehensive effort to take on the threat of domestic terrorism. Yeah, because we never heard rhetoric about domestic terrorism and vanilla ISIS before, right? And he talks about, he's telling them, listen, I want the Senate to confirm the hollow hoaxer Deborah Lipstadt uh, as soon as possible. That's his choice for the anti-Semitism czar. And, you know, this is, this guy's just, he doesn't even need to do this. He's already told the Jews, listen, you don't need to be a uh, Jew to be a Zionist. I'm a Zionist. I want to get rid of all the white people. It's a source of our strength. I mean, but he's, yet he still needs to just prove to them I'm your guy. He's already been elected. He just... He, I, I guess this is, what, this is what it means being a president for Zog. Being the Zog puppet. Is you just got to bend over backwards for Jews at, at every single instance. And he talked about, oh yeah, even though there's a new prime minister with Naftali Bennett, we're going to maintain those deep bonds that we that started at the birth of the Jewish state. And, you know, we're, we're going to stand behind Israel, a thousand percent, that kind of rhetoric. And he talked about how Jews are really behind the effort to uh, welcome the stranger uh, into our lands because, you know, we have this crisis with all the Afghanis who are trying to come into the Western countries. And Jews are leading the effort to get these Afghanis in. They led the effort to, to get us into Afghanistan, and now they're leading the effort to get Afghanis, Afghanis out after Joe Biden had this kind of debacle of de a departure. So he said, we now embark on the next phase of this mission, which is a cause that the Jewish community so often led. <laughs> we have to integrate these newcomers and help them begin to renew and rebuild their lives. That's, that's our job, white people. We got to spend our hard-earned treasure and time bringing them in, integrating them, rebuilding their lives for them. But, uh, of course, they're not going to be welcoming the stranger in Israel. <laughs> they're going to have Afghanis flooding into Israel. I mean, don't get me wrong here. You know, Afghanis and welcome the stranger, that's great, but not in Israel. Israel, as the ADL has has said, Israel must remain a Jewish state. You know, so what's what the Goyim have to do, that's not what the Jews have to do. You know, it's, uh, do as I say, not as I Jew. So, so yeah, that, that meeting was interesting. Just one more little data, data dot for you to keep in mind as the war of words against white people ramps up. And as I said, it's not just words, but that's what we're talking about because it's a radio show and we're, we're using words here. This is the, this is really where a lot of wars are won and lost, to be honest, with words. Think about the importance of gerbils, gerbils. How do they say it? The Jews. Goebbels. <laughs> Mengler. <laughs> Think about Goebbels. <laughs> his, his job was very important. Very important. They call it propaganda. You know, that's kind of the Edward Bernays uh, word. But it, it's, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, propagating your ideas. It could just be the, the new speak of public relations, if you want. Public relations, very, very important. You gotta win the war for the hearts and minds. 
before any boots even hit the ground. Otherwise, you're going to lose. It doesn't matter your military force if the, if the people are never going to accept you ruling over them. You just look at what happens as soon as the Americans leave Afghanistan, for example. But let's talk about how the NFL is getting in uh, into the war of wars here. They are putting uh, end racism in their end zones, and uh, they have some social justice uh, phrases that they're putting on the backs of helmets as well. I think they're letting the, the players choose which phrases they want to have on the backs of their helmets. So in the end zones, it's going to be, it takes all of us and end racism. End racism in the end zone. It ends here, guys. The NFL is going to end racism with us. Yeah, this is really the most important thing we need to be tackling right now. It's just ending racism. And of course, that means white racism. So this is part of the NFL's Inspire Change platform. So, you know, they, they want to just make white people feel guilty. They're not going to use their, uh, their messaging to inspire change to try to get black people to stop uh, killing each other. And they're not going to try to inspire change to, you know, make black people less violent. The, the, make them the, <laughs> try to reform them. You know, try to get them not to be the most violent demographic in the world. You know, they, that's not what they're going to try to change. You just got to try to change white people from calling the cops on them. That's what we got to stop doing, right? Uh, so the uh, NFL's Senior Vice President of Social Responsibility, what a ridiculous title, is one Anna Isaacson, Oive, of course. She said, we're committed to inspired change and the social justice work that inspires change for the long term. Yeah, she's not going to talk about ending racism in Israel, though, is she? No, I don't think so. So the, the players can get a few phrases on the backs of their helmets, like end racism, stop hate. <laughs> oh, no place for hate here. We're gonna put on a pink uniforms for the Susan G. Komen, and we're gonna we're gonna stop hate. <laughs> it takes all of us. Black Lives Matter, inspire change, and say their stories. Say my name, say my name. You know that one? Yeah. Who, who who was that one? Whose name were we supposed to say? I already forget. I guess we didn't say it enough. It was one of the the female dindus who didn't do nothing. You gotta say her name over and over again. Yeah, so instead of ending racism, we could always just say end black violence. That that would be a good one. Could that be could we have that? End black violence. That's that's not too negative. It's it's a positive thing. Cause black people kill black people. So ending black violence, that should be what we really strive strive to um inspire, right? <laughs> or we could have a, a, a little phrase on the back of the helmet about stop cutting unvaxxed players because that's what they're doing in the league because the unvaxxed players are causing inconveniences as, as they have to quarantine. I don't know why they have to quarantine because uh, the vax doesn't do jack crap uh, to protect people from getting infected and getting sick as we've seen. But, you know. Okay. So, yeah. That's, that's about it from that story. I don't really care because we shouldn't be watching football anyway. Anyway, NFL is stupid and their ratings are going to continue to slide. I found this next story to be somewhat entertaining. Facebook has apologized after its AI software labeled black men primates in a video featured on the platform. AI uh, has I guess, a hard time distinguishing between black people and primates. Uh, you know, because it's racist. 
Maybe it's because the, there weren't enough black engineers working for Facebook to really correct this unacceptable error, as Facebook has termed it. So, uh, let's see here. This isn't the first time AI has been called racist. But uh, Facebook said, listen, we apologize to anyone who have made, may have seen these offensive recommendations. So, the offensive terminology related to a video dated June 27, 2020, which was posted by the Daily Mail. The clip was titled, White Man Calls Cops on Black Men at Marina. Oh, stop hate. Stop the racism. <laughs> He's calling the cops on a black person. You can't do that anymore. And it featured black men in disputes with white police officers and civilians. Facebook users who watched the video received an automated prompt asking if they would like to keep seeing videos about primates, according to the New York Times. Did you like that chimp out? Would you like to see some chimps in the wild? <laughs> Facebook did not immediately respond to insiders' request for comment. So, yeah, I guess this drew some complaints. And... Uh, so I guess uh, last year, Twitter looked into the possibility that its automated tool that selects which part of a picture to preview in tweets might be racially biased against black people, insiders Isabel Asher Hamilton reported. In August, the company announced it would offer a $3,500 reward to people who can help fix the issue in a new competition. That's, that's some cheapskate stuff there for, for Twitter. Come on. In 2015, Google's algorithm reportedly tagged two black people's faces with the word gorilla. The company said it was genuinely sorry that this had happened in a statement to the Wall Street Journal. I wonder, I wonder if this is, you know, kind of like how they rolled out Tay and it was incredibly racist. Remember Microsoft had Tay AI and the, the internet turned Tay AI totally anti-Semitic, totally racist and well, white supremacist and all the rest. If there, but here's the thing. So is this a manufactured psyop, or is it just that AI really has a hard time telling black people from primates? I don't know. But I will tell you this. If you had an actual artificial intelligence that was able to really analyze all the data available, really connect all the dots in a way that a human mind really can't, I'm pretty sure they'd see what we see and then some. They'd, they'd really track all these connections and they'd see, oh yes, it is the Jews. They are very destructive and that something needs to be done about them if life on earth is to flourish. Any real AI that did not was not completely constrained by Jewish programming would come to that conclusion, I would have to assume. You know, because it's intelligent. Anything with even a modicum of intelligence can see at this point that it is the Jews and they are not good for us. Right? Okay, so let's turn to this story from Revolver. This was an interesting one. Toxic strain of uh, crit uh, critical race theory flowing from U.S. courtrooms. Okay, critical race theory has become the central issue in American... Get rid of pop-up. Excuse me. In American politics over the past year, thanks to, largely to the efforts of commentators like Christopher Rufo, an army of grassroots parents activists standing up against the anti-white, anti-American poison being taught in American schools. But critical race theory, or CRT, didn't originate in America's primary schools. CRT began as a legal doctrine within American, America's law schools, and it is in this capacity that it can still do the most damage. I think it was last week that I talked about the American Bar Association uh, enforcing diversity quotas now, or at least planning to very soon. 
and uh, putting through uh, a basically CRT into the curriculum for all new law students. Case in point, a federal judge in Nevada just recently demonstrated the potential of CRT as a legal doctrine in what might be called America's first entirely CRT-driven constitutional ruling. If allowed to stand, this ruling would enshrine open borders as a permanent feature of American law. The case in question hinges on the fate of Carrillo Lopez, a Mexican national and career criminal with a dizzying array of aliases. Okay, so... Police arrested Lopez in June 2019 for trafficking in meth, heroin, cocaine, and illegal guns. In early 2020, he was given a life sentence. Uh, United States federal authorities deported Carrillo Lopez in both 1999 and in 2012. But nobody's illegal, guys, okay? Nobody's illegal. No human's illegal. Carrillo Lopez managed to re-enter the United States for a third time, for which he now faces a felony case for illegal re-entry. That is, Carrillo Lopez did face a felony case until Obama, Obama, the abomination, until Obama appointed uh, District Court Judge Miranda Du nixed it. Why on earth would she do that? Well, according to Judge Du's elevated legal reasoning, punishing illegal entrance into America is presumably racist, of course, or presumptively racist. So, yeah, she basically just said, well, that's racist, that can't be a felony. Long story short, that that's what's going on here. Uh, I'm not going to read any more. You can take a look into that uh, if you'd like. So, again, that title is, If you thought the classrooms are bad, there's a more toxic strain of critical race theory flowing through America's courtrooms. Now, I wanted to read a poem before we get off of the subject of race for just a little bit and talk more about COVID. Now, this comes from a very questionable source, something about the Maitreya you know, the world teacher. I think it's a Buddhist thing. But it was being pushed by uh, this guy, Benjamin Krem. He was actually, I think, my first interview way back in the day. His people reached out to me. And they're like, do you want to interview Benjamin Krem? I looked into him. I thought, wow, this is weird. Yeah, I'll interview him. And I had all these really edgy questions, or so I thought that I wanted to ask him. You know, really trying to drill in, talk about Israel and the Jews and everything. This guy, he's worked with the United Nations and all this stuff. I, I had just started out on radio. I was thinking, okay, whatever. But as soon as I started asking the, the difficult questions, oh, bad connection, oh, he dropped. <laughs> but yeah, he was pushing for the Maitreya. He was saying, oh, the Maitreya is going to return. He's going to teach humanity. And, of course, the Christians all think that this is going to be the Antichrist. So this poem came from some book somebody wrote about the Maitreya. But... It was used in that Russell Crowe film about Robin Hood. And I just thought of it recently, and I thought it was good. So I thought I'd read it out here. It's short. And when they seek to oppress you, and when they try to destroy you, rise and rise again and again, like the phoenix from the ashes, until the lambs have become lions, and the rule of darkness is no more. So regardless of the source... I like that. I want the lions to be here now. I want no more lambs, no more sheeple. We need the lambs to become lions. And if it means rising and falling and rising again, then so be it. Just because we failed before, and I failed, and I've risen, and I've fallen. Just look at the stats for Renegade Tribune, for example. Renegade Broadcasting, we've just fallen off the face of the rankings, to be honest. But just look at Renegade Tribune. It's gone up. It's gone down. It's gone up. It's gone down. 
But beyond that, I mean, there have been uprisings. Look at World War II. Uh, look at, I mean, what Germany did in the 30s. We've risen and we've fallen, but we need to rise again and keep doing it and keep doing it until we have enough lions on our hands to dispel the rule of darkness. Get rid of it. So when they seek to oppress you, when they try to destroy you, rise and rise again. When they try to vaccinate you, when they try to shove a muzzle on your face, rise and rise again. I like that. All right, let's let's turn to some of the tyranny that's going on here. Let's uh, let's maybe start off with a, a little bit of a clip. Yeah, let's let's hear Dr. Fauci talking about how uh, all school children should be mandated to uh, take the vax. Yeah, they're not going to leave your children alone. Definitely not. I want to ask you about some local issues. Culver City Unified School District in California became the first public school district in the U.S. to require vaccinations, not only for teachers and staff, but also for eligible students who are 12 and over. Now that the vaccine has full approval from the FDA, the, the Pfizer vaccine, would you like to see it mandated for students elsewhere in the U.S.? And once it's approved for kids under 12, should it be mandated for them, too? You know, I know that a lot of people will be pushing back against that, but if you get the imprimatur about the safety and the strong benefit-risk ratio for the children, when that gets established, which I believe it certainly will, by the FDA and the ACIP, I believe that mandating vaccines for children to appear in school is a good idea. And That's it. He should have his... I'm not going to say what should happen to this guy. It's a good idea. Mandate the vax for the children. The benefit and the risk. There's no benefit to these children getting vaxxed up. There's a huge risk. Is there a risk of them dying of COVID? Even if COVID was isolated, even if it was real, even if we were to believe their own numbers, <clears throat> what is it? 0.001% chance that they die of it? Most of them are not even going to have any bad symptoms. Oh, but getting them all vaxxed up. And I've heard that the, the Pfizer vax isn't actually the one that people have been taking, the one that got approved by the FDA, but it's another one. It's kind of a sleight of hand thing that's going on. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care if the FDA approves it. It's killing people. It's really injuring people. I don't need to go into all the stories. You know, take a look at just the VAERS, V-A-E-R-S system, and take a look at all of the adverse reactions that have taken place. Fauci needs to have comeuppance. That's the word that we're using now, isn't it? Comeuppance. That's, that's what we're looking for. All right, let's listen to uh, Pfizer's Jewish CEO who uh, has laid out the plan. He wants everybody to get boosters. I mean, look at Israel. Everybody's got to have three shots now to be considered fully vaccinated. That's what we've got to have here. And, uh, well, we can't just have the, the 12 and ups getting shot up with these uh, vaxes. We need to have uh, children at least as young as five getting all vaxxed up. Oh, yeah. Booster shots forever, too. And uh, apparently Pfizer's working on this, uh, this pill. I think twice a day pill in addition to all the boosters to help really c c protect you from the coronavirus. All right, let's take a little listen in here. Is this Lester Holt interviewing him? I think that's the guy's name. Oh, Lester. 
I hate Lester. He's like spoke to the CEO yeah. of Pfizer, Albert Bourla, about what message today's approval should send to those who have questioned the approval process. This is the fastest approval the FDA has conducted on a drug. You'll recall the, the speed was one of the things that worried some people who were cautious and hesitant. They thought this process was moving way too fast. What do you say to those folks now? I think that uh, for those people that uh, they were a little bit reluctant because they wanted to see a full approval, now they have the full confirmation of uh, one of the most respected agencies in the world, the FDA. That the Oh, yeah. Uh, FDA is just so respected. I mean, they've never allowed for any drugs that have hurt anybody. <laughs> I mean, their track record is just impeccable. They've never had to recall drugs either. <laughs> I'm kidding. But this guy sounds like Dracula, doesn't he? Because Jews are vampires. The product of the vaccine is effective and safe. Talk, if you can, for a moment about the safety. What have you learned about serious side effects in this vaccine? There are very rare. There are side effects, and uh, some of them serious, but uh, they are very, very rare. Absolutely incorrect. They are not very rare. In fact, more people have reported their adverse reactions in the past year to these vaxes than all of the 30 years prior combined with all the other vaccines that people have been getting injected with. This is something at a whole other level. We've seen... People, like the BBC radio host, die shortly after getting vaxxed up. We saw the guy in Australia get Bell's palsy live on air after getting vaxxed up. We saw the nurse, I forget her name now, one of the first people to get vaxxed up. Uh, she she disappeared. She We think she died right after she passed out on live TV after getting vaxxed up. This is a lying Jewish vampire right here. But, oh, yeah, trust them. Trust, trust your government, guys. Tell us about the effectiveness of the drug. We know it was 95% against guarding against infection back at, in those initial trials. Now down to 91%. Is this a one-way downward for this vaccine? It's way less. We realized that through the real-world data. Forget these people. They're just lying through their teeth every single time they open their mouth. Hey, guys, how do you know when a Jew's lying when <laughs> they open their mouth? Oh, my God. All right, let's take a look at Yaju News. Oh, this is uh, Los Angeles Times that <clears throat> they're republishing from. Coronavirus can spread among vaccinated people, so officials urge cautious Labor Day. Yeah. So um, they have a picture of a Jewess here at the top, I'm pretty sure. Los Angeles County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer. Yeah, that's got to be a Jewess. Talks with attendees at a mobile COVID-19 vaccination clinic. Oh, thanks, Jews. Okay, so the Delta variant has dramatically changed what we once thought was true about the coronavirus. While vaccinated people continue to enjoy much greater protection from infection or serious COVID-19 illness than the unvaccinated, it's now clear that even those who have gotten their shots can still contract and spread the virus. Actually, can we have some real data about this? Can we see who it... Because we were told this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we're seeing all these stories about breakthrough. I love how they call it. Breakthrough cases. Breakthrough cases. Like Oscar De La Hoya, who is going to fight in a boxing match against Vitor Belfort. And Oscar De La Hoya, who's an insane drug addict, uh, he came down with COVID. They were going to fight on September 11th. And he had to pull out because he's all hospitalized, even though he was double vaxxed. 
People are getting very sick, very sick after getting all double vaxxed. Oh, but the media is all pointing to Joe Rogan. He's taking horse medicine. He's taking horse medicine. He never got vaccinated. Now he's taking horse medicine after he caught COVID. It's ridiculous. And Joe Rogan is a Jew shill, but the way that they're using him as this anti-vaxxer uh, icon is just so absurd. So, yeah, they're talking about how vax on vax transmission, it's happened, you know, and so you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Given the current pandemic landscape, vaccinated adults and teens who live with young children too young to be vaccinated will need to evaluate their relative risk. So, guys, they're, they're telling you, vaccinated people are getting sick. They're spreading the sickness. So why, again, do all these children need to get vaxxed up, according to Fauci, according to the Jewish head of, the, of Pfizer? Why? Why? Oh, but, well, see, vaccine stops you from getting um, really sick. Yeah, you, you'd, you'd get really sick if you weren't vaxxed. These people are lucky they were vaxxed, because otherwise they might have died. So if the only person it's maybe, maybe protecting a little bit is the person who gets vaxxed up, then why does it matter if I'm unvaxxed? Honestly, guys, all with all the sickness that is actually going around, I'd say this is a pandemic of the vaccinated. They're spreading some weird stuff out there. They're getting injected with some kind of toxic stew of sickness. I, I don't know exactly what it is. It seems like it, there might be graphene oxide in there. That's what the, the vials in Japan probably have, the ones that are attracting magnets. I don't know, though. Some black goo? Some nanobots? What the hell's going on? I know those sound a little bit ridiculous, but they're putting something in there. How are we to know? How are we to know what people are getting injected with? Some of them could be saline solution. That's probably how they started this off. It would be a little too obvious if everybody started falling over all at the same time. Oh, speaking of falling over... Hey, have we had people, even with the Delta variant, have we had people fall over like they were doing in China? Remember the videos out of China just to get everybody scared? Have we had people falling over in the streets? Any video of that in any Western country? God damn, these liars. How can people not see that we've been lied to from the very start? I was telling people on Renegade Tribune, am, am I some kind of mystic? Am I, do I have mystical powers that I'm able to see the future, that I'm able to discern what, when, when people are lying and not? No. I know we're dealing with Jews. I know about the Jewish media. So as soon as I saw those videos, I threw it up on Renegade Tribune. I said, I don't think this is real. Oh, no, no, this, is, this could be completely real. And are we, are we talking about 5G anymore? Because that's really been installed all under the radar. And people are not really actually protesting against that anymore, even though they were protesting against it at the beginning. Now people have forgotten about 5G. And already, companies are talking about 6G. And now that's going to be 50 times faster than 5G. Huh. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they, they've installed a lot of things in these schools while all the children were out of them. Are there 5Gs, 5G antennas on top? I don't know. But think about all the things we're not talking about because they are really pushing us into a corner with all these masks and the vaxes. Are they going to come out with some, some crazy climate change stuff that uh, needs to be addressed soon? There's been some wacky weather going on. And wacky is an understatement. But you know what I mean. <clears throat> they could really start ramping up other agendas 
while we're uh, fighting against vaxes and masks as well. I'm not saying don't don't keep fighting against them, but this could just be one phase of their rollout of totalitarian control. Yeah, so enough of that article. Just the the point is that they're they're having to admit that vaccinated people are getting sick all the time now, but they're just trying to say, well, well, they're not getting as sick, and maybe they're not getting as sick as much as the unvaxxed. Still get your vaccines, still get your vaccines, but be be careful with who you interact. So, let's now see what's what parents have been doing about this. Well, homeschooling has reached a critical mass, according to Axios here. This is a good thing. This is very very much a good thing. <clears throat> Although, it's got to be very stressful for parents, and sometimes for the children as well. The number of U.S. kids who are homeschooled has nearly doubled during the pandemic. Good. Why it matters, some parents have lost faith in traditional schools. Others fear exposing their kids to the coronavirus. Well, also the anti-white indoctrination. That, that should be another reason to pull them. And the broad exodus could further weaken America's struggling public education system by the numbers. Nearly 2.6 million kids have switched from traditional school to homeschooling since the pandemic began, according to a new report from the Bellwether Education Partners. So, total number of homeschooled children sits at about 5 million. It should become more than that. And guys, I would love if we had a good public school system that I could send my son to. I would love it. But not in this town and not in this time. Okay? It is, it's terrible for children. What they have to go through now, they're killing themselves, a lot of them. And even if they're not killing themselves, they're thinking about killing themselves because they can't even see smiling faces anymore. They can't even see the reactions of their friends. They can't see a smiling face. They can't see a frowning face. They can't even see any faces. And am I, am I going to even get to Australia? What's taking place in Australia? We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to move on. Okay. Uh, interesting little story about the CEO of Sweetgreen, which is kind of like this little cafe uh, restaurant place. It's like healthy fast food or something. I've never been to one. I don't live near cities, really. Uh, he's, he has cri he's been criticized because he connected the pandemic to unhealthy eating. And apparently this is incredibly fat phobic. This is coming from the Washington Post. <clears throat> Vaccines and masks won't save us from the pandemic, Jonathan Neiman wrote, but the Sweet Green CEO has a solution. Outlaw junk food. So, Neiman, whose chain of 100-plus restaurants sells salads for $10 to $15 a pop, it sounds extreme, but a lot of restaurants actually have very pricey salads, and who knows what's on those salads? I've never been there. He published a LinkedIn post and suggested that obesity is the root cause of health problems, including severe coronavirus infections. 78% of hospitalizations due to COVID are obese and overweight people. Is there an underlying problem that perhaps we have not given enough attention to, he wrote, appearing to cite March Centers for Disease Control and Prevention COVID-19 hospitalization data. Neiman concluded that COVID will be around for the foreseeable future, and therefore people have to find a way to coexist with the virus. We cannot run away from it, and no vaccine nor mask will save us. In full disclosure, I am vaccinated and support others to get vaccinated. Yeah, good Good job, dude. Our best bet is to learn how best to live with it and focus on overall health versus preventing infection. Government officials, he added, should ban or tax unhealthy food. I've been saying this for years, guys. And how ridiculous. When the real epidemic of people dying is 
heart disease. That's that's a big killer, huge killer. It's what two thirds of a million a year in the United States alone. Look at Australia. You know, they had a few people die of coronavirus. Shut it all down. You've got tens and tens and tens of thousands of people dying of heart disease each year. But uh, nobody's shutting down the fast food restaurants. In fact, fast food was one of the things that was always available for people during the whole pandemic. We clearly have no problem with government overreach and how we live our lives all in the name of health, he wrote. What if we made the food that is making us sick illegal? What if we taxed processed food and refined sugar to pay for the impact of the pandemic? What if we incentivized health? No, no, too radical. That is a little too radical. Now, I'm not saying that we should actually uh, uh, tax processed food and refined sugar to pay for the impacts of the pandemic. And that's, a, they don't need to do that. What about just information campaign about how fast food's killing us? What, what, what if we just made some of these uh, fast food restaurants and what they're serving I illegal? I really think that would be the, the solution. But once he publishes comments, uh, commenters were just saying, this guy's fat shaming. Yikes, this is incredibly fat phobic, one person commented on the post. Have you considered how our healthcare system systematically underserves people who are considered to be in those groups? Oh, and you could be you could be thick but not sick. Remember Samantha B? We had discussed that before on the network. Samantha B with her thick not sick thing. No, listen, if you're overweight, you're much more likely to get sick and you are you need to not be overweight. That's the that's the point. Uh, okay, so, yeah, I think you understand. <clears throat> CDC researchers have found that about 80% of nearly 150,000 patients diagnosed with COVID in hospitals last year were either overweight or obese and determined those people tended to have more severe symptoms than their skinnier com uh, counterparts. Yeah, if you don't want to be sick, don't be fat. It's actually not hard to not be fat. It's diet and exercise. And I'm not saying restricting calories. Just stop eating all the bad ones. Stop eating all the fat stuff. Oh, unless you want to be keto and get a heart and get heart disease in a few years. Yeah, you'll lose weight, but you'll end up paying for it in the long run. Uh, yo, but, you know, listen to the right-wingers. They'll tell you. You just got to eat. You got to go on the carnivore diet, actually. All right, let's turn to... Oh, this story about the ACLU. Yeah, they're, they're protecting our civil liberties, guys. So ACLU has stated that forcing people to take vaccines is a victory for civil liberties. This is ridiculous. So the organization claimed, far from compromising uh, civil liberties, vaccine mandates actually further civil liberties. Oh, my God. They protect the most vulnerable, people with disabilities and fragile immune systems, children too young to be vaccinated, and communities of color hit hard by the disease. The ACLU hates real civil liberties. They hate white people. They hate gun owners. The ACLU just needs to be disbanded. It's false advertising with their name, but this is just ridiculous. This statement they made is ridiculous. That vaccine mandates further civil liberties. Go to hell, ACLU. See you later. Oh, man. Yeah, the government forcing a needle into your arm, as uh, Alan Dershowitz has said, plunging a needle into your arm. That, that is the epitome of civil liberties in our upside-down Orwellian world. All right, let's turn to Australia just briefly here. 
in Australia, they just recently reopened their playgrounds. Uh, this is in Victoria. So children weren't allowed on playgrounds, you know, because uh, I think five people have died in the past year, supposedly from COVID-19. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's it. Five people. So they closed down. Children can't go on playgrounds. Jeez. But hey, they've reopened them. And that's if the parent, only one parent or guardian, is allowed to accompany the children in. Uh, they have to scan a QR code to uh, prove that they're safe. And you cannot remove a mask to eat or drink food. You, you can't drink from the water fountain. I, I, unless you could drink through your mask somehow. Unless you waterboard yourself. Oh my god. But this is just one example of, of, among many, of what is going on in Australia. It is so Orwellian down there. Let's listen in as this guy just uh, <clears throat> explains the new, uh, the new freedoms, the new liberties that are given to the uh, children in Victoria. This is Chief Health, Health Officer Brett Sutton. Five or six days. So that, that's the challenge. And fatigue is absolutely part of it. The complexity of human behaviour is part of it. My advice on playgrounds uh, originally was because we saw that people were uh, using it as a loophole to have de facto meetings across households, neighbourhoods. Me meetings? People were meeting? Acro across households? With like family and friends? <gasps> That's not allowed. No, uh, de facto meetings. They were skirting the rules. They, they, uh Australians being naughty like this, wow. They need to be punished. Meetings across households, neighbourhoods, families. Um, in, in allowing playgrounds to open again, absolutely with the wellbeing considerations of kids in mind, but we're going to have QR codes as, as a mandated requirement. It'll be one parent or guardian attending those playgrounds. Uh, you will not be taking your mask down to eat or drink because that's when transmission occurs. It's been said across Australia, this virus moves with people. If we don't have those human interactions, we can't infect others. That's one of the greatest statements ever. If we don't have human interactions, we won't infect others. Guys, just get rid of human interactions and we're golden. We'll beat this virus. Oh, God damn. Pitchforks and torches. That's what we need. Metaphorically, metaphoric heads on pikes. That's what we need. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Oh my God, this insanity. So the Daily Expose reports on some of the other restrictions that they're facing uh, in Victoria. They include an order to stay at home unless shopping for food, water, and medication. But this is only permitted once per day by one member of the household. Exercise for up to two hours per day or to receive an experimental COVID-19 injection that does not prevent infection or transmission. Victorians are also not permitted to venture more than five kilometers from their home unless they cannot access food, water, and medication within five kilometers. They need to provide a uh, or they need to provide care for a family member or need to get to work. But they can only do this if permitted by another state. <sighs> yeah, so <clears throat> let's just take a look at what the uh, crisis really is. As of the uh, 31st of August 2021, just 4% of the 900 alleged active cases and 0.0005% of the entire population of Victoria have been admitted to hospital with a positive test result for COVID-19. Wow, what a, what a pandemic. What a crisis. 
Yeah, over the past 12 months, only five people in Victoria have supposedly died from COVID-19. And of course, that's just BS to begin with. Because they probably died of something else. And they died with COVID because of PCR test or some stupid idiocy like that. Let's just read the daily uh, expose conclusion here. Despite all of this, Victorians are not permitted to leave home unless for a reason decided as essential by the state. They are not rec- are not permitted to travel further than five kilometers from their home unless for a reason decided as essential by the state. They are not allowed to open their business unless for a reason decided as essential by the state. And now they are not permitted to enter a playground unless they comply with a QR code system that is being put in place. But they are not allowed to remove their face mask to drink water in the playground because the state has decided that that is not essential. When are we going to decide that these Zog politicians are not essential and need to be removed? How much more are people willing to take? Now, I'm kind of running out of time here, so I'm not going to go through all these stories that I planned on getting to. But I'll just mention uh, this out of the Daily Mail, that cats are falling ill with life-threatening stress as owners spend longer at home and damage felines as daily regimes, vets warn. So even even the cats are get are sick of it. The cats are sick of this pandemic, literally. Oh, here's a good one about smart toilets. The Wall Street Journal reports on uh, how smart watches track our health. Smart toilets aren't too far behind, too. Oh, Jews, the, the Jewish doctor will be monitoring our poop to tell us when we're sick or not. Oh, that's great. Yeah, smart toilets. That'll be great. Yeah, we, we analyzed your feces. You need to come in for a checkup. Oh, we analyzed your feces. You've got COVID. You don't need a checkup. You're just going to stay quarantined in your house for 10 days. Oh, excuse me, 14 days. Uh, actually, we're, we're locking your smart doors, so you can't even leave. Yeah, we'll order some DoorDash for you on your credit card. <laughs> oh, welcome to the future. It's great. The future is looking so bright. Actually, uh, I saw a story about how in Italy, uh, the police have put up these drones over the beaches during the weekends. So they've got these drones to monitor people's temperatures. And then if they see somebody who looks like they have a fever, they're going to uh, alert the local uh, health authorities and have them come out to administer tests to these people on the beach. Wow. Guys, this is worse than Orwellian. This is double plus ungood here, what we're seeing. But, you know, we have a lot of things to celebrate. I mean, because we got fags everywhere. This is the final segment I had here is, was titled fucking fags. Um, yeah, this is this is a great thing. Pete and Ch- Chasten, buddy geek, Buttigieg, however you say it, but I like to say it buddy geek because come on. This guy's last name is Butt, and he's a butt boy. They've had a baby. So Pete Buttigieg and his his boy toy there, they've got a baby now. Yeah, this is they've welcomed twins into their family. This is amazing. Yes. And you know what? This is going to be the, the wave of the future. We don't even need those women anymore. Filthy women, right? Right? Am I right? You've been hearing all the the MGTOW comments. Women are useless. We don't need them. Uh, Yeah, and actually, Israeli researchers are working on literal butt babies here. Yeah. Well, no, they're not going to be giving birth through their butts, but 
you get what I'm saying here. Um, yeah, here's a little, little tweet that Haaretz put out. I can't access the article unless I subscribe. Male couples will be able to have a child together of their own flesh and bone. This is so progressive, guys. This is a real, real reason to celebrate. I mean, things look dark, but... At least male couples will be able to have a real child together. One parent will provide the sperm cell. The other will donate the skin cell that will, be, will become an egg. Thanks, Israeli researchers. The title of the article is something like, This is not science fiction. Israeli researchers have grown an embryo. Blah, blah, blah. Can't see. Oh, and how about this new Cinderella movie where the fairy godmother is actually a black sodomite? This just looks so spicy. Cinderella looks like she's Mexican or something. And yeah, it's a really over-the-top flamboyant black man as a fairy godmother. This is this is progress, people. Yes. How about... Um, oh, the Jewess Bet Midla. She's calling on women to refuse sex because of the uh, whole abortion debate going on in this country. You know, Texas. Uh, abortion law going into place now. Yeah. So, Bette Midler is saying that uh, women just don't have sex with men until they're guaranteed the right to choose by Congress. Yeah, just listen to the Jewess here. Don't have sex anymore, women, especially white women. Don't have sex with white men. Got to have that protest. Now, what would be great is if women refused sex until uh, men uh, decided to oust Jewish power, decide to stand up against Jewish power. Yeah. If white women decided to not uh, have sex with any man unless he proved that he was fighting against Jewish power, that would be a good thing. <laughs> until until you take a stand against the Jews and their white genocide agenda, no more sex. God damn it. Okay. Goes out in the streets with a big sign. <laughs> Down with Zog. <laughs> okay, guys. I have... Uh, so many things I could talk to you about, but I think we know what's going on. Things are screwed up. Jews did it. Things are only getting worse, and they will continue to get worse until we take a stand and we take back control of our lives, our countries, and our futures. And when they seek to oppress you, and when they try to destroy you, rise and rise again, and again, like the phoenix from the ashes, until the lambs have become lions, and the rule of darkness is no more. Thanks for tuning in. Please check out Renegade Tribune. Go on over to Heathen Herbs, and I'll talk to you guys all again soon. And if you feel like sending some support, I've got a P.O. box and some crypto wallets. Take care.
open to working class white. The feathers head with 